0: This is Sound & Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. Alex Bingham is most known for being a producer and bass player in the indie and folk world that revolves around North Carolina. You might have seen him play in KEXP's in-studio session with his golden messenger. He's now with his first ever solo project under the name Magic Al. The name comes from a hobby and nickname he picked up during the pandemic.
1: I just got really into magic for a while, which was hilarious and um, annoying to my wife.
0: Most of the album has guest vocals on it, with features including Amelia Meath of Sylvan Esso, I stand alone on moon, Joseph Terrell of Mipso, was coming, she was an energy. and so many more. The album is called Good Grief. I recently caught up with Alex, and he talked about the lives close to him he lost before making this record and how making dancey music helped him process his grief.
1: I had the worst year of my life where I ended up losing, started out with my, my childhood cat, which was the the uh, the most beautiful last lesson he could he could have taught me he was a very wise cat and he was the first intro to death for me and then i lost my aunt and my college roommate and then eventually my best friend most of them due to cancer and then one to suicide it absolutely destroyed me and just flipped my world upside down and made me face my biggest fear which was death before any of this i, I couldn't talk about it i was always having anxiety about pets dying friends before any of this happened and then when it actually happened it and going through lots of grief counseling i got a lot of tools and, and and no longer afraid of of death and have a whole new view of of it all but i i did lose a lot of joy so i i was constantly worried about finding joy again and i felt like i kind of was gifted with a sense of always finding joy as a kid and it was the first time in my life completely gone. And I, while touring with other bands, had sort of a, a mobile recording, uh, creative setup. And through beat making and other sorts of electronic music things that I would do in the back of the van found joy again. It got me through these these little, sometimes ambient, sometimes groove-based songs that I would make in the back of my, back at the tour van, just got me through a lot of really hard times uh, and kind of helped me to find joy again. And when all of my friends passed, I found myself with a few months off of touring and just felt like the stars were aligning and called upon all of my friends. You know, This record was made for the people that I love, my friends who passed, and I wanted to do it with my friends with the intention of if nothing else, just spending time with the people that I care about, who I also make music with, just trying to create something. And if nothing came out of it, it was fine, but we ended up where we are today with this record that I, I love and feel lucky to have such a positive relationship with after making the whole thing.
0: I'm a party for one, and party. that death was like your biggest fear. and so I'm just curious what grief counseling was like for you, but also like how you view death today.
1: Grief counseling was extremely helpful and was really hard and got easier. And throughout that process, kind of going into the how, what death means in my life now, I'm no longer scared of death. I think dying particularly in America is one of the hardest things that's the hard part watching your friend with cancer slowly lose all of his abilities trying to help him dealing with anger from him of not being able to use his arm and then slowly his leg and not being able to play guitar it just it compounds and there's all these emotions to get to death so when death actually came it's this big celebration and it's a big relief and beautiful grief euphoria is a term I've been using. It's this euphoric realization of just almost like the whole world makes sense for a brief period of time. So yeah, I'm I'm no longer afraid of death, but dying dying is very complicated and there's still a lot of, I don't know, uh, learning to do about dying and how hard that can be. But actually what's on the other side no longer scares me.
0: When you were making this record, I'm curious if there were certain memories or thoughts that were really flooding your mind at the time when you were making some of these songs. My
1: friend John, who was the last to pass out of the the group of close people to me, he passed away maybe a few weeks before I decided to make the record. And I just was filled with inspiration and went straight into it. That kind of grief, euphoric feeling, I was present with that the entire time I was making the record. And I invited friends, all the people who sang on this record, walked with me through all of the hardest parts leading up to his death. So they, there was no communication needed about where I was or how I was feeling. Everyone was just there. And shockingly, everyone along the process, even from people interviewing me to people who mixed the record, there was all these people who had lost friends suddenly or had lost their mom the year before. Like Everybody was dealing with grief in their own way. And so I I held it all in the same place, this acknowledging the hard things but keeping the joy alive while making all these songs and trying to find those dualities. Some songs really feel like a great example of the duality of dancing and finding joy but holding grief and death and all of the hard things in the same place. And some songs are purely relief. Sometimes I just needed to not feel terrible.
0: Yeah. So what songs would you say are kind of like hold that, you know, the joy and the grief together? I, I think I can guess, but I want you to say which ones you think hold both those things.
1: There's a few that hit it more directly. There's obviously Crying at the Party. That's probably like the the overture for the record of acknowledging someone who's passed and, and feeling the day-to-day sadness of you know, just like wanting to call them and realizing you can't. And, you know, grief hits you at all these different points. You don't really get to choose when. So being at a party, it happened to me so many times, especially when I was around my close group of friends from high school that that also grew up with John. You just be around and someone would give you a a look, you know, sometimes it's, it would be his wife. And sometimes it would be your best friend. That was kind of the part of the trio that you of, of best friends. And it just hits you and then sometimes it would be nothing at all and you just be hit with a grief and so crying at the party is the you know absolutely the biggest example of that middle of the night out on the town it's been a while but we all feel you around you're just in comfort it drifts with me Instrumental song 2003 Suburban 2021 Wedding is probably a less known one. That, as a producer, I'm always trying to get as close to capturing an emotional, bottleless emotion into sound. A lot of times, to support lyrics and a melody, someone's singing. But I really wanted to do it with just sort of this housey dance tune. The title comes from the feeling I had when I was a kid in 2000, probably 2010 with John and my sister in the car. We were listening to a handful of songs that just made us feel free and like kids in high school, just driving around late at night, just like not thinking about anything. But the later that night, I was kind of thinking like, what now? I remember looking at my sister and she was telling me how much this song made her feel like joy and, and like anything is possible and you know we're about to graduate high school like what's next what's now carry that feeling all the way to 2021 where John got married and him and his wife's first dance was this must be the place by the talking heads which was an incredible choice and the same feeling kind of overtook me it was pure joy and at the time we thought John had beat cancer it was never said, but enough time had passed when we first got diagnosed, we were all kind of lulled into this sense of everything is okay, John beat it, he's getting married. Here we are celebrating and dancing, and what's, ne- what's next, you know? So that's kind of that duality of like, what's next, this feeling of freedom and joy, but also now knowing what's next, you know, it's not always not always the most beautiful or easy thing.
0: overall making this record how did it help you process the loss that you dealt with
1: i think it agree well i'll say one of the things i've learned through friends and that i think they've learned in therapy is is grief is often described as a box with a ball in it and over time the ball doesn't act grief doesn't go away the box just gets bigger and so it's gonna hit the wall, which kind of relates to you're gonna have a breakdown or have some sort of emotional reaction or remembrance or, or whatever. And so I was had a very small box at the time, and I was thinking about it every hour, you know. And I would just be making something and break down, or I'd be you know listening to old voicemails of people would pass just to hear their voice or just to see if there's any inspiration in there. So at times it was kind of treacherous and and painful. And listening to those voicemails were (laughs) definitely not always the best idea to get through the day, but were important to me. But I also sometimes coming upon the right groove or the right sort of melodic concept or catching a vibe from a chord change, like Kept me afloat and gave me joy, and was just something that helped me get through and rise above it all feeling sad and going back more to that grief euphoric feeling that sort of what feels sometimes like an all knowing sort of state, it, it, which sounds weird to say. It's not that you actually know everything, but there's a grand peace that overtakes you where you, I don't worry as much. I don't really have anxiety because the worst has happened and I can just be myself. And chase these things that I love. So it was constantly that duality of searching to find these beautiful moments that sometimes brought you down to the grief and sometimes brought you up to the joy.
0: Well, these are all my questions. Is there anything else that you want to add or say? Or I'm sure you've done lots of interviews and you're like, man, I wish I would have talked about this. Anything else that you want to share?
1: I don't know. I I guess I would just I don't know unsolicited advice just tell people to make the time to do the thing that they love or spend the time with people that they love and you know I think dancing is one of the most therapeutic things we can do as, as humans I feel like I've just ta- constantly this entire podcast talked about therapy and, and grief counseling but I'm fine with that it I, I would just say make the time for your your friends or your creative activities and just chase it
0: That was Alex Bingham talking about his first solo project under the name Magic Al. The album is called Good Grief and was released on November 10th. This is Sound and Vision.